regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of Sean. Who wants to do a quick intro? Joe, baby, it's you, baby. I did, I did the most recent one I listened to, and it just always gets kind of aggro when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What, what, what's near me that I can riff on? Right over here, Joe. I'm trying to look around for a thing that I can riff off of so that it's not just me saying welcome to regular features. I'm going to do that. Welcome to regular features, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. I'm very serious about this. Don't you dare think that we're going to do anything different. If you listened last week, it's the same. So you might as well fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Come back next week, you idiots. Give yourself a break. (laughs) Try again next week. You fucked it this week. Stop listening. I'm joined by two other people who don't want you listening if you've listened before, and that's John Logblythe and Steve Hogarty. Say hello at the same time in three, two, one. Hello. Hello. That sounded really good. I liked it. Thank you so much. I love how when we decided who was going to intro it, I said, I'm not going to do it because last week I was a bit aggro when I did it. I want to give someone else to do it. And here you are, Joe, the biggest, most angry man in the world. What I think we've realised is that when you don't have a plan for it, the easiest route is getting angry at the people listening to deflect from the fact that you're feeling very nervous about having nowhere to go with the intro. Absolutely. But as, as... as you readers all know, we are the very best of friends. We love each other a lot. And all the anger is just play. It's just fun. It's only directed at the reader, not at one another yeah. in the podcast. Oh, God, yeah, we don't hate one yeah. another. Look, uh, what kind of a feature have you got to mug off that stupid reader this week? Well, I'm going to insult everyone's intelligence by pretending that I've got a recording from your kebab feature, your two-hour epic, mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've, I'm pretending I've got a recording that you didn't have or forgot to use. <laughs> and they're going to lap it up, I bet. They're going to lap it up. They'll believe it. <laughs> like they're on their hands and knees licking garlic sauce off a tiled floor. Uh, Steve? That's quite hygienic. Well done. This wasn't a carpet. That would have been yeah, gross. I don't want it, you know. Yikes. Am I right? <laughs> you are right, Steve. <laughs> Steve, what have you got this week? This week, I've consolidated a corporate partnership with our old brand buddies. We've I've I've brought the podcast underneath the umbrella of a media megacorp. It's sustainable. It's vertical integration. It's the way forward, and everyone's doing it. And if that isn't mugging off the reader, then I don't know what is, because <laughs> I know <laughs> I've experienced most of my favourite podcasts moving to megacorps, and they're much much worse. And when you listen to his podcast, you'll know that when he used the word umbrella there, it was foreshadowing, and that is good writing. Damn right. Mm. Uh, (laughs) You can cut that out, Steve. Go and write it. And this week, I'm kicking off what I'm calling the Geller Experiment. The Geller Experiment. That's how it will be if you say it it, in a big marble room. That's what it will sound like when it echoes around. (laughs) The Geller Experiment. It's just a dog that says it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be a dog saying it in the marble room. Otherwise, it won't work at all. <laughs> Pulling on a sock that you're holding the other end off. All right. It's got too silly. Do the podcast now. I like a regular feature. You like a regular feature too. Regular, regular feature too. function. function. I was dead sleepy today. Then I went the gym and had a little run and now I feel a lot happier if a little bit sleepy on the eyeballs rather than in my bones. I went swimming for the first time in a long time at the weekend for fitness and I didn't realize I can I can do a run for a while even Mm. when I've not done a run for a while. I feel pretty good about that and then I did four swim laps and Mm. I nearly drowned. (laughs) Were you doing the the da 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 I did that. The, I did that once. I'm mostly a breaststroke boy. A, a breaststroke uh, boy is the is the breaststroke is the best stroke. That's I was why I say that. I don't know. Thank you for saying yeah. that. So it, swimming's evil. It's dangerous. I'm gonna do it again. Yeah, I'm doing the the front crawl or the cunt crawl, as mm-hmm. we call it. <laughs> <laughs> is um yeah, that's a really good way to get your heart beating so fast that you forget what's happening. Yeah, and the yeah. time stopped. Uh, also, I watched. I was swimming next to 
and I've actually I felt pretty good about it. I was swimming next to a young boy being giving, being given a one on one lesson in how to swim, which made me feel like I was actually really good at swimming. You're better than him. You you didn't need that shit. But <laughs> from my memory, I don't remember <laughs> learning you? to swim with a man shouting at me at how bad my stroke was and continually putting a big stick in the water and saying, if you do have to grab it, just grab it, which was how this kid was being taught. It was mad. It was properly like boot camp teaching how to swim. Meanwhile, you were getting an ego boost by shouting over, I don't need the stick, sir. Tell me I'm good. (laughs) Put that stick away and watch this breaststroke. (laughs) But do just put it down near the pool because I I might need it, actually. You don't go anywhere. Stay right there because that lifeguard is 10 metres or so too far away for me. I could die in a second. You only need a teaspoon of liquid to drown and there's fucking loads of teaspoons in here. (laughs) I've got yeah, I've got like a little Joseph and Joseph measuring teaspoon cup on my belt, just hanging there. Like it's, it's just more, a, it's overflowing. I'm in danger. It's just a little flask that says, "Can you drown in it?" And it's just a, <laughs> yes. If full, you are going to die. What do you do if swimming makes you tired? Is it like I mean, I know with running, if you get your form, if you can nail your form, then you sort of unlock sort of a Mm. a new game plus of running where you can just keep on going. Yeah. And you have all of the power-ups from the previous time you learned how to run. (laughs) But with swimming, I guess, is it the same true? If you learn how to swim better, can you just get your your distance up? I think that's true. And I think there's a second level where you get get so good and you have to wear goggles for this one. (laughs) Well, there's a second level where you're constantly underwater and that's the easiest because you're not against the meniscus. Uh, and then there's a third level where you're just flying above the water but still doing front crawl. <laughs> With a propeller jammed into your asshole. Hydroplaning like a, like a billionaire's yacht. Like a catamaran. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's me with two massive fiberglass like <laughs> kayaks on either side of me, just skimming along the top of the water. No stick required, sir. Thank you very much. Just fucking smacking that poor child in the head fatally. Yeah, I'm still in the I'm still in the designated slow lane, and the medium lane and the teaching lanes are getting absolutely fucked on either side of me. You're Kirsty McCalling, kids, left, right, and centre. Oh no! I'm Gandalf, and I put a spell on you because you're mine. The mines of Moria, that is. <laughs> Regular features. Boys, have you noticed that a lot of um, our rival podcasts and friend friend podcasts? Are all being snapped up by Spotify. Which friend podcasts have been snapped up by Spotify? We don't have heavyweight. heavyweight. Oh yes, yeah, so he's our best mate. Heavyweight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We always love that guy who does that. They had, uh, they definitely saved like the best episode of Heavyweight. They made a two-parter, and it's like the most explosive twist in Heavyweight history. This is oh like God. I don't know if you listen to Heavyweight. It's a great podcast. I think you've yeah. described episodes to me several times and I've never got around to it. So act mm. as if I've I have. I've got a cursory knowledge. Yeah, my favorite the episode that got me into it was when apparently some guy lent Moby his CD and he Moby went and made that very famous album out of it and he hates him for it. <laughs> he never gave him his CD back and he made a millions of pounds out of it. A millions. A millions upon a million. Uh, I think that's the first episode of, of Heavyweight. And the he he manages to get Moby on the podcast and they talk to him about it. And I won't spoil how it goes, but Moby doesn't give the fucking CDs back. <laughs> he does say, He's like, no, you gave them to me. They're mine. Fuck off. Are they the ones with all the bits of soul that he used? Yeah. 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 For, for the album Play, I believe. Um, yeah, they're, they're falling left, right, and centre. They've all been gobbled up by the the, the, the Spotify corporate machine. Mm. Um, so I have an announcement to make. Uh, you'll have noticed that your favourite podcasts now are being, as I, as I said, snapped up by Spotify. They're no longer available to download on platforms like SoundCloud and Pocket Cast. Shows like Kelly Slater and J.K. Rowling's Surf and Turf... <laughs> 
in which the 11 times world surfing champion and the transphobic author of books for sensitive children discuss the big one, which in Kelly Slater's case is an enormous hypothetical wave forever out of reach. And in J.K. Rowling's case is Robbie Coltrane's dick. But of course, Surf and Turf is just one of thousands of podcasts being hungrily gobbled up into Spotify's warm and welcoming corporate belly. The rapidly expanding media platform is now the only place to catch up with new shows like Neil Buchanan describes a really big art attack from memory for 60 minutes because his vocabulary isn't very well developed. (laughs) (laughs) And the cult hit that launched podcasting into the mainstream. Holy shit, you could talk about murders on these things? (laughs) Now listen, we get it. Why can't things just stay the same? Why can't big business keep their sticky beaks out of our podcasting world and just feck off up a tree with the other business birds? The simple truth of the matter is that our podcast servers run on hydrochlorofluorocarbons. That's right, the toxic chemical out of old fridges. Because of a bad bet log made in 2014 that the ozone layer was getting too thick again and that cheap (laughs) hairspray and acid rain would make a huge comeback. The upshot is that our podcast is no longer allowed to operate inside London's ultra-low emission zone because of all of the poisonous soot it creates. <laughs> and so our only choice was to partner with a multimedia megacorp to take advantage of a little something called vertical integration. That's when we all lie down on top of one another like a sexy towers of Hanoi, except without the big spike running through us. And there are no rules about whether a bigger boy can have a lie down on top of a smaller boy because we're not prescriptive like that. You just do what you like. (laughs) Thank you. I'd hate to be always at the bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That's why we're proud to announce that from next week, regular features will be available to download exclusively through the AccuWeather Spring Weather Alerts and Local Forecast app. (laughs) The AccuWeather Spring Weather Alerts and Local Forecast app has everything you need, from classic episodes of regular features to spring weather news, local weekend weather reports, and live storm radar maps. So if you need your fix of one of Joe's kooky characters, Log's chucklesome big boy adventures, I've got other things, <laughs> or just local weather and storm updates in your area, download the AccuWeather Spring Weather Alerts and Local Forecast app today. Ding. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I just got a notification from the AccuWeather Spring Weather Alerts and Local Forecast app. It looks like the forecast is for fun, and a cold weather front over the Irish Sea is bringing showers to much of northern Wales and Scotland. (laughs) We'd better pack our umbrellas, boys. (laughs) Thanks, AccuWeather Spring Weather Alerts and Local Forecast app. Thanks. Thank you. So when you check in the weather, there'll be today's weather, tomorrow's weather, and regular features as the bottom bar. 432 (laughs) of regular features, yeah. Today, tomorrow, 10 day. And then forever, because that's how long you want to listen to regular features. I think it's good brand integration and the support they give us. And yeah, I mean they're gonna they're gonna pay our salaries now. I mean the selling the B names barely makes a dent in the hydrofluorocarbon bills that we get. Mm. So I, I for one, I'm looking forward to advance notice of the weather, so I can make just better plans than everyone else. And I know a lot of people have complained about the idea that our famously funny episode titles will be replaced with just things like 14% humidity, (laughs) which is really humid. You could actually, that would fill up my uh, teaspoon that I was talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. 14%, you'd die immediately going outside. So actually, that's quite useful. So So I don't want to hear a single complaint. Is 100% humidity just water? I don't know. I'm assuming it is. I've never even thought about humidity before. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think 100% humidity means you're at the bottom of a lake, Clark. Wow, it's humid in this place. I genuinely assumed it would be. Otherwise, what's the point of the measure? What's the point of measuring humidity? No, but what's the point of measuring humidity if 100% isn't pure water surrounding every particle around you? Surely that's 100% humidity. And I'm assuming 14% humidity is like a really thick steam. Like, you know, when you open up a pot 
on the stove. <laughs> and you go, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, you open the oven and just get blasted in the face with a exactly. burst of hot, a hot airy fireball. So it, <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's 14% humidity as far as I understand. 100% humidity is as much water as the air can contain. Without it raining. If this is wrong, we're getting kicked off the AccuWeather app. Like bingo smarts, whatever that means. Bingo smarts? <laughs> yeah. Were we dropped by Foxy Bingo after we did that really offensive bingo feature? Yeah, they did not. Like, the fox hated it. <laughs> and he's so cheerful in the adverts. Uh, you've made me think, Steve, about uh, how my brain the other day got halfway through an observational comedy joke, which was just to go... I haven't heard about acid rain for ages. And then I didn't think of anything else after that. But people used to talk about acid rain like it was really going to get us. What, yeah. what did it do? Make them redo the Sagrada Familia. Good. It looks better. <laughs> <laughs> what if you want? They'll finish it. More acid rain, I say. Exactly. Yeah, acid rain feels like the quicksand of our generation. Yeah. What's Felt like it was going to be a really big problem for me later in life. Yeah. Dodging... Acid falling from the sky. So I didn't want to but, have uh, a big titanium umbrella, because which is what I assumed I would have to have at all times in the future. It's so heavy. Yeah. I'd have to be really strong. And like the hole and in the be- ozone layer didn't really do much either, apart from give a lot of Australian skin cancer. <laughs> well, if you're worried about our editorial independence now that we're partnered with AccuView Weather, um, AccuWeather... What is it called? <laughs> Fuck it. Shit. Cut this out, Steve. It, please make sure this bit doesn't go out in the final It's not episode. going in. It's not going in. Make sure to um, tell us if you hear it, but don't tell AccuWeather. <laughs> um, you might be wondering that you might be you might be terrified that we're no, never going to do a, a feature about the weather again. <laughs> <laughs> Or if we do do one, it'll be dry as fuck. (laughs) Zero percent humidity. Hi, I'm Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. And Ziggy says, you've got to listen to regular features. And there's a 49% chance of that. Uri Geller update. Uri Geller, Nicker Smeller. Exactly. That's update number one. He's called Uri Geller, Nicker Smeller these days. It's been a really big year for Geller. Have you two noticed Geller getting a lot of newspaper front pages recently? He's he. It certainly seems like he's back. He's had eight newspaper front pages this year, per source credit Uri Geller on Twitter. Um, <laughs> but everyone that he links to, they're all the Daily Star. The Daily Star absolutely loves a bit of Geller on the front page. Uh, my favourite being uh, totally sane Uri Geller blames E.T. for messing up social media apps, which Uri Geller was really proud of. Like being called insane on the front page of a tabloid newspaper was worthy of shouting out. Um, his museum finally opened, if you remember. He's Can we go back to that headline? I, I think I missed that story. It was the day that all the social media went down. Uri Geller did two things. He said, number one, aliens done it. Mm-hmm. They made it happen. And number two, he put out a tweet that said, uh, all the social media is down, which means this is the best time to look at my new NFTs. Because, yes, Uri Geller's well into NFTs now. Of oh, his baby. Own shitty art. Um, his really bad line-drawn art that yes steve bought me one of and i have it on top of my <laughs> on top of my bookcase face down as we speak <laughs> well, in, in case he can hear you through it <laughs> in case the energy of the open hand illustration that's clearly has and it has i think it has 11 11 on there somewhere which is his contact number as far as i understand it uh, <laughs> will get me yes it's a frightening right. artifact so, but how does he do nfts because as, as i understand it he's got a f- of limited number of artworks, and as I gather, NFTs are just procedurally generated to allow you to offload tens of thousands of them at once. Well, all is he just I'm doing saying, one NFT of each of his arts? All I'm saying, Log, is that his art is very simplistic in a way that I'm sure an AI could get its little noggin around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is besides the point. 
It's been a good year for Geller. He's in NFTs. He's on newspaper front pages. His museum has finally opened. He's he's showing people around his locks of Elvis's hair and a big car made of spoons and whatever else shite he has in that place in old Jaffa. Um, and um, but there's just there's a thorn in his side. There's a big thorn in Geller's side, which is mm. he doesn't have enough followers. He keeps talking about how he doesn't have enough followers on social media. He wants 100,000 followers. He's only got 19,000 followers. And it, <laughs> he's furious about it. He keeps talking about how Instagram won't verify him. And he thinks that he's being you know, artificially throttled because uh, he, big tech doesn't like big magic, which he represents. Artificially <laughs> throttled like Darth Vader uses force choke. Exactly. They are, they are force choking his ability to sell more NFTs to fucking rubes on the internet. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just, his social media is a real problem for him. And he, the other day he, he actually released a video of him pointedly complaining about it to camera from his museum like he's not got better things to do um but i will tell you the big news about uri geller's social media that he can be happy with is that he's got he he follows some pretty interesting people on twitter (laughs) he follows 88 people and i'm going to give you a little which is not many and I'm going to give you a little... Um, it's also a pretty loaded number. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, it does feel quite <laughs> symbolic. Well, HH, yes. Um, <laughs> he, I'm going to give you a little, like, kind of vertical slice of the people he follows and just kind of imagine his timeline, which is... So I'll just go through them in order. Ethereum, the cryptocurrency, which he gets paid in for his NFTs. So that's why he also follows... NFT Zilla, which I think is a website for <laughs> NFTs. He follows cr- Cracked Coffee for Gamers. I don't know why that is. Boris Becker, the Uri Geller, <laughs> the Uri Geller Museum. Boy George. Tucker Carlson, the Fox News correspondent. And yeah, he follows for- quite a few Fox News correspondents. Yeah, man, um, he is not great. He follows parody Boris Johnson, but not real Boris Johnson. <laughs> oh, wow, that's a real right-wing snub after following the fucking Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Uh, Michaela Strachan from Springwatch. <laughs> the hitman and her. Yeah. The her from that. <laughs> uh, NASA. Someone who says they've identified the real Jack the Ripper. Roseanne Barr. Mm-hmm. The oh. defunct president of the United States uh, account for Trump, but not Biden. Holly Willoughby. Well, he follows POTUS 44. Yes, he follows okay. POTUS. The, the never used one. <laughs> yeah. <it? laughs> uh, Holly Willoughby and me. Joe Scrabbles. What? Uri Geller follows me. And. Oh, that's he, why that. Fucking hell. Well done, mate. Do you know what's ridiculous about this? He's followed me since April, and I've never talked about it on this podcast, and I don't know why. You can DM him. I've been able to DM Uri Geller since April, and I haven't the, done a thing with it. How the I fuck think have you not? Fear. Um, on March. How long have you known about this? Literally since the day. I just forgot to mention it because <laughs> I think it just. I guess it was a mind trick from him. I think he oh, follows wow. you. You remember, and then he goes, now. And you forget, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, almost eight, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten-ish months later, nine-ish months later, he knows to go. All right, you can think about it again. I do want to go over how Uri Geller follows me, which is confusing. Oh. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, he on March thirty-first he wrote the word no and pressed send tweet on that. And I quote retweeted, like, near instantly, in the same minute. I saw it pop up on TweetDeck and just wrote, this is huge, and put it out there. <laughs> and he tweeted back the emoji of the shushing face, the shh emoji, and followed me two days later. So, uh, and he's never messaged or he's never liked anything or retweeted anything or messaged me or done anything. But he still follows me. I check quite a lot. And it's come to the point where I've realized that being followed by Uri Geller, being only one of 88 people he follows, 
is sort of like sitting on Apple stock. Like it's really valuable to me, but it's doing nothing for me. So I've come here today to ask you to help me launch the Geller experiment, which is I want to come up with three things. One that he will like, one that he will retweet, and one that he will either unfollow or block me for. This is the love, fuck, marry, hate of like tweeting. Yeah, at I, want, I want the fuck, marry, hate of Twitter, <laughs> but just for Uri Geller. And I need you two to help me do this. This is real. I'm going to, I will do this. I don't know at what speed I'll do it because I don't want him to feel like there's a, there's something a, afoot. There's a Geller experiment going on under his, under his nose. And so, has to be a certain, it has to go in a certain order. So you want to unfollow want, last, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> that would that would help. I yeah. want <laughs> I want like retweet unfollow in that order. So I need you to to help me come up with what those tweets will be. Okay. Well, they'd have um, to, they'd have to be about him. I think a hundred percent they have to be about him. I'm yeah. I'm erring towards the like. Possibly not being about him, but being so adjacent to his interests. So aliens, Elvis, Why not? magic, so, old Jaffa, spring old watch. Jaffa saying, I, I, I'm, re- I'm visiting old Jaffa soon. Has anyone got any idea oh. of some great places to go? Visiting old Jaffa. Because actually a reply would be, I mean, it'd be better than a like, but I'd hope he'd like it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Visiting old Jaffa soon would be good. I'm just you tag some, him? Some cultural places. No, don't tag him. No, oh, you God, just see if then, he's watching. No, but don't tag him. But then, like, one day later, act like you've just remembered he follows you and just do at Yuri Geller, question mark. That's good. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think we're on a roll here. Uh, visiting old Jaffa soon. Recommendations? And then... Yeah, because then he'll advertise his bloody museum. That's what I was getting at, yeah. He's got and it. Then, mm. uh, I want some cultural uh, places to go to. And then follow up. Got I'm a lot of money to spend on art. Just a fucking huge <laughs> art budget and nothing yeah. else. Digital or non-digital. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the next day. Okay, I think we've got a like. I'm going to go with a visiting old Jaffa. Retweet. Geller recently has been getting well into... Uh, talking about how the CIA reportedly said all his powers are real in the 80s, mm-hmm. which is a thing they publicly said, which is fucking insane and shows you that you shouldn't trust the CIA under any circumstances because <laughs> he's a charlatan. It sounds like uh, he he loves institutions corroborating his, his powers. Oh, so maybe yes. something like, um, just heard that HMRC <laughs> believes that... <laughs> I've invented the World Cup. <laughs> Yuri Geller did make the ball move during that penalty kick. And they're giving everyone a rebate. <laughs> Everyone's getting the Geller Bender rebate for 21 stroke 22. Yeah, do we want to? Yeah, HMRC. Well, yeah, it's got to be something when he retweets it. See, this is the problem. It's got to skirt the line of he needs to retweet it thinking it's real. But if people come at him just being like, this is bollocks that you're retweeting, whoever right. said this is a liar. Would well, you want a funny answer or a good answer? I want funny and good. <laughs> <laughs> something, something along the lines of, um, can you say something like, oh, I've, I've heard. Is he into hearsay? If you said like the oh, FBI. I don't think he'd respect that level of wishy-washiness. Yeah. You say, I can now confirm it is an absolute fact that HMRC have verified a spoon has gone bendy on Westminster Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> They've shut the bridge because of dark forces. <laughs> what about Yeah, I mean I mean you could you could hedge your bets by saying I've heard from a source within the Coast Guard. <laughs> Yeah, that they believe that Geller's responsible for the tides and not the moon. <laughs> <laughs> See if he gets gets well into the idea that they he's are, in charge. They are terrified that when Geller dies, the oceans will just 
stop obeying gravity and float into space. <laughs> and the sky will replace them on the ground. And we will be swimming in stars, which are fucking deadly. 100% humidity. <gasps> Finally, we've reached 100% humidity. Yeah, what if it's... Geller will cause 100% humidity and we'll all drown. No one has reached it yet. <laughs> it's got, yeah... HM, I like HMRC. That feels boring enough that they, he'd be into it. But maybe it's not an intelligence service. He seems to like that. What about yeah. what about SETI? I think he's, yeah, because he follows NASA, doesn't he? And so he's big into space. He loves space. So think, he loves aliens, and he mm, loves energies. So how do we how do we tie his ego into this? What if is there something on Google Maps that looks weird from above but is really boring? And I tweet it and just go. What is what is the government? Look what I found on Google Maps. What's the government keeping from us? There is a road system very close to my pub mm-hmm. that looks like a bell end dripping a huge world of goo style globule of spunk. Bell end <laughs> goo spunk near Snenton. Yeah, okay. it's, it's um, every time you get a taxi, the taxi drives around the bell end to get to you, and it's. And you go, oh, he's getting in the tip. We always do it. It's <laughs> getting in the tip. <laughs> what if I said it's like, you know, in um, Ghostbusters, where the man built the big building because it's like a portal to hell or pointing to hell or something. What if I yeah. say that it's actually a finger pointing and it was actually some sort of arcane... Oh, goo. Yeah, there's like some... Arcane some bullshit that someone in Nottingham, mm. the town planner was actually in league with an alien organisation. Oh, the Freemasons. Yeah. Yes. I didn't want to bring up the Masons. Shh, you can't talk about the Masons with Log here. He <laughs> really likes them. He knows all the handshakes. I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with that lot. They might be hiding a handshake from me. <laughs> There's always one more handshake. They don't give you like a sticker chart of the handshakes that you can f- you fill in as you go. Get like <laughs> a little passport for stamps. <laughs> I mean, they could give you that little chart, but there'd be a secret second chart with all the tier two handshakes. Oh, fold, the oh, back page shit. folds out. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to go for a pointing cosmic finger near Nottingham, see if we can get him to retweet that. If that doesn't work, I'll go for something more down the line. Just just follow me. This is really a big way for me to get more followers. You should follow yeah. me on Twitter I mean, just to see how I'm getting on with it. Really. There's that weird um, blacked out island on Google Maps that everyone goes viral every now and then. Mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, that is, I think that's more his vibe. Okay. That's that's a little bit less catfishy. Yeah. Then transpose the dripping Nottingham bellend on top of it and then just say, coincidence. Or say it's I, the polar opposite end of the planet is his blacked out island. That's a nice How idea. much jizz is there? <laughs> How much jizz went through the world? And is the jizz responsible for why it's all dark there? Is And has it made Earth pregnant from it? Uh-oh. Earth 2. <laughs> Coming to an earthquake near you. Uh, okay. I'm going to go for something like that. And then unfollow. I was thinking that I make a video of myself doing... I think Steve and I talked briefly about how you'd annoy Uri Geller. This is breaking the illusion somewhat, but we did talk very briefly about breaking the illusion of Uri. Uh, and he suggested that I could recreate some of his turning off streetlights with his mind magic, which is just, if you don't remember, him standing near some streetlights until they turned off and taking credit for it. Um, some faulty streetlights. Yeah, yeah, definitely all- faulty streetlights and going, <laughs> yes! when they went off and it running around the street. very much nothing more than a Limmy's show sketch. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's literally the Limmy's show sketch of him pointing at the clock, changing. A, a sketch that beautifully lasted exactly one minute. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think if I do that and then write something like, Uri, rate my magic, I think I'm better than you, you might unfollow me. Cause then that you- might get the retweet, though. That might be the retweet well, one. I'd take that too. And then we could push it further and further until I'm doing accredited, powerful spells. And, uh, and then... You could saw me in half and I'd just be there going, I'll stop it! <laughs> <laughs> this is much better than when Uri did it. I just really want to dig into Uri. Uh, 
and then see how angry he gets. And then we could DM him if we want to. I don't feel confident enough to DM what, him. D- what, DM him threats? Yeah, well, <laughs> if he's not going to unfollow me, I will DM him threats. <laughs> I will say I work for the CIA, and I'm going to tell them to stop saying that you're magic, and then it'll hate me. <laughs> uh, I think that'll work. All right. When? When? When is it happening? Uh, well, I'll try and st- I'll try and start the like one on the day this goes out. This has to be a one by a week by week thing. Like this week, retweet next week. It yeah. needs to be an ongoing thing. I want I'll, this to last forever. I'll work yeah. for him to get me get a like first. Then I'll work for a re- yeah. So we'll see how quickly we can get get those those balls rolling. I want to become like good. I want to become like acquaintances with him before. He's upset with me because I'm copying his tricks. So it really hurts when you uh, when you turn around and stab him in the back with your psychic powers. Yeah, with how powerful. Yeah, literally a little fork in his back. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you? Oh, you should get a wand and just do the thing where you stick things out of your fly like mm-hmm. it's a, like it's a penis, but do it with a wand and just walk around just tapping bollards with it until lights go off nearby. <laughs> It's, it's, it's fun. It's physical. It's. <laughs> but what if I did that and the bollard melted? <laughs> what if it just? What if I am magic down there? You do it, and I'll drive my car into the bollard, and then you can walk off thinking I never acting like, oh shit, this has gone too far. I didn't. I never meant for this to happen, and then it all just fizzes like Blair Witch. <laughs> <laughs> And Gellerun follows me out of sheer fright at the found footage horror we've created. We're going to do it. We're going to get the Geller experiment rolling today, as you hear this, if I remember. Ow! Why haven't I jumped? Ziggy says you need to listen to regular features. Okay! So I, after last week, I was um, absolutely reeling from the kebab episode. It was... It's not out yet at the time of recording. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> It promises to be a two-hour whopper that will test your patience and your desire to listen to kebabs. <laughs> but, um, it was lovely. I mean, we. Did, I, I think though, because you put all your files that you that you were recorded in there, you, you put them on, online, and I, I found one that I think you didn't actually use. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought I wanted to. It was just the guy who introduced the kebabs. I think his name was Baron Lieutenant Colonial Archduke Colombo. Oh yeah, we thought it. You know, we thought it was a bit. You know, a bit, a bit of a bore. But you know, if you want to play well, it, well, it certainly is. It's certainly longer than it needs to be. And <laughs> you might be right, Joe. <laughs> I'd like to play it for you now. I've downloaded oh, no. it from I re- your. <laughs> I remember how fun it was. Now it, it was oh, great. <laughs> Yes, I downloaded it, and now I'd like to play it for you. Okay, thanks. Good afternoon. I'm I'm Baron Lieutenant Colonial Archduke Colombo, and it's a pleasure to welcome you to this annual international London jamboree of rotating meats. So, set once again at the spinning restaurant at the top of the BT Tower, the outside of which we have festooned with extremely long, hot ribbons of lamb to mark the occasion. Please be aware that during the ceremony that birds of prey will be thudding with increasingly regularity into the windows, and can I just ask you not to disrupt the proceedings by screaming if a confused falcon breaks through the glass and lands in your dinner and face. So, kebabs. As many of you know, the kebab dates back to 1975, when I, myself, me, I, invented it as a gift to Queen Elizabeth II, God save her. It was to celebrate, and I'm sure you all remember this, the appointment of Sir Hugh Evelyn Lockhart Mummery as Sergeant Surgeon to the burgeoning royal household. The prior Sergeant Surgeon was verging on insurgent and needed purging urgently, but let's not dwell on that. Tonight is all about kebabs. And how I invented them. I still remember having the idea of kebabs which I invented. An outbreak of polio had left my kitchen understaffed, so I had been forced to forego my pre-supper banquet, and was instead drinking a bottle of extremely corked port and smoking cone after cone of salvia. I was therefore extremely hungry and fucked up when the first episode of Wonder Woman came on the telly. Back then, of course, Wonder Woman was played by Linda Carter. Carter. Linda Carter. 
Get it right, Columbo. <laughs> Linda Cardner was a very nice lady who'd let the men get on with it until everyone decided it was time to see a big metal bra, at which point she'd spin around on the spot until the show ended, I believe, after the bra. Anyway, that night, thanks to my hunger and the time-stretching effects of nutmeg inhalation, Wonder Woman appeared to me that day as a thick cylinder of meat, spinning so slowly and for so long. I found that if I crawled across the carpet and dug my fingernails into the television screen, delicious worms of Wonder Woman would curl into my palm. <laughs> Give giving me the chance to gobble them up before they squirmed off into the weave of my carpet. That was, and remains to this day, the fundamentals of the modern kebab. Of course, it doesn't have to be made out of wonder women, but that remains the ideal. <laughs> Linda, Gal, Lily, Emily, Adriana, Halsey, if you really want to provide for generations of your surviving family members, please get in touch. But please note that this offer does not extend, however, to Kobe Smulders. Even I wouldn't eat a Lego Wonder Woman. <laughs> Thank you very much for the Google result for who has played Wonder Woman for that bit. <laughs> So thank you very much for welcoming me here tonight, especially as every single one of you freeloaders owes your livelihoods to me. But you're not here to listen to that. I'm sure you also want to know what else I invented. I invented those extremely long chilies that aren't hot at all, but are just wet and bendy. <laughs> I love those. <laughs> they're, fucking, they're fucking wonderful. <laughs> This, inventing this, was an essential step into in getting my brand new kebab anywhere near the Queen's face. God save her beautiful floppy ears. This is because the first time Liz had a curry was during the hen night before she got married to Philip, during the reign, of course, of King George VI in 1947. And they went on a pub crawl and then to a restaurant. Against the counsel of a nearby viceroy, the queen insisted on going for the chicken fowl. Her gal pals all tried to tell her, but she was six pints down and you could not talk to her. Her last words as the waiter disappeared into the kitchen was, Give it some welly, you big puffs! I don't know what they put into the heir apparent's meal that night, but after one mouthful, steam immediately shot out of her mouth and ears, and she just kept saying, Fucking hell! What? fuck is that? Again and again, which is a breach of etiquette. Luckily, quick-thinking butlers pounced into action, covering her mouth and ears with their hands. And then they formed a seal over her eyes with their mouths to absorb any steam that came out of her tear ducts. The steam had to go somewhere. And I'm sorry to report that the Queen's majestic bosom erupted like two Scoville bloated gas volcanoes. This required two further butlers to fire champagne corks into her regal areole because the Queen's tits are very much a no-go zone regarding nipple-pinching by commoners. A few corks bounced off and into the Sandringham chandeliers where they remain to this day, but eventually the swollen royal baps were safely plugged. It was not over yet. After ten seconds of juddering on her dining throne with her tongue flapping around like a Scooby-Doo, it is my profound <laughs> displeasure to report that she farted herself three miles into the Norfolk woodlands. Luckily, the butlers were still diligently clamped onto her eyeballs, and they folded her legs into her chest and carried her back like a knapsack. The Queen, God save her big friendly paws, was so annoyed that she called Gandhi into her chambers and said, well, You can have your fucking country if that's what you eat. And he said, You're not even the Queen for five years. What's your beefy problem, mate? And she said, My problem is I'm going to murder you next year. No, wait, that's not a problem. That's what I actually want. And he said, Come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. All my kids have got nunchucks. Then he punched her so hard in the gut. <laughs> that the corks popped out of her tits and killed two completely innocent corgis. I truly believe that this scene, as reproduced beautifully by Ben Kingsley and June Whitfield in the very long 1982 movie Gandhi, was instrumental in 2016's Brexit vote. Where was I? Oh yeah, I invented cabbages 
I invent, well, I, I didn't invent them. I invented shredding them. And uh, I, I didn't invent <laughs> nan breads. That was my nan, obviously. But I did invent putting kebab meat into them. So that counts. As for yogurts, I don't think anyone invented that, did they? It just grows on things. That's everything, I think. Kebabs. A wonderful part of the great British night out that you can safely eat without feeling like you're abroad. Good night. Are you telling me that every sort of easy meal was invented at some point by a bored aristocrat? Because that's sandwiches and kebabs now. I think What's every, next? Everything that is available on these shores to eat needs a very British explanation. Otherwise, it will be forced not to be et by us in the next few years. <laughs> the jacket potato. I'm invented. just keen... Yes. By Columbus, wasn't it? <laughs> By Christopher yeah. Columbo. <laughs> Let's go with oh, him again. Yeah, I just don't want to lose any food as this country gets more and more fucking racist. <laughs> yeah, that would be a shame. Yeah, just attribute old, dead British men to it, and then it's fine. We're all right. Mm. Uh, there are very few features, I think, that can go between two Ronnie's wordplay to horrific David Lynch imagery to the Queen... <laughs> Shoot, having champagne corks shot into her tits and farting away to Norfolk, and uh, I think that's I think that's a real testament to your ta- your talent. Mark. It's beautiful, bravo, a tour de force. Yeah, it almost makes up for the fact that um, I lost the voice. Then I was getting almost. Fuck knows what the voice was towards the end. I just it was just it. it was just Zim. <laughs> it was Zim. <laughs> I like to imagine that it was Zim in a top hat and a fake (laughs) moustache. Pretending to be an aristocrat. Pretending to be an aristocrat so that he could get into the Kebab Awards because he assumed that there were some exotic big boys to be had. Oh my God, can you imagine? A cab is just a big boy with a fucking... on an axis. (laughs) Did you ever buy yourself a beanie? An alien name to please the queen You can fly in and out the beehive With a bee name beneath me wings well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you liked the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And when you do, you get that most special of rewards, your very own B name with a certified bona fide B video, which you can print out on 4,000 sheets of paper <laughs> as a flip book to give to your grandchildren. It's an incredibly high frame rate on that video. <laughs> oh, I fucking loved hearing that sentence just get longer and longer. <laughs> we have some new patrons, and they're aching for a bee name. <laughs> they're aching for some bacon. <laughs> Please give a bee name to Ben Analog. Banana log, 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 He fell into a hive and got stung all over, and now he is dead. Enjoy yourself. Get that on a gravestone mat. Transpose that onto a stave and then. Bury it in your grave. <laughs> and I want to make clear that it's banana log, not Ben Analog. Absolutely. When you came into the Discord, Ben Analog, I told you your name was going to be Banana Log, and it is. Please give a B name to Ed Verney. Well, I just want to do songs now. Because I'm thinking, I'm Verney, 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 Verney. <laughs> um, I'm about just um no Verney. Bernie <laughs> Rogers. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, I'm Vernie Sanders, and I'm once again asking for your honey tonight. <laughs> okay, I'm putting that in. I'm Vernie Sanders. 
and I'm once again asking for your honey. Tonight. Tonight. (laughs) Now, could you please give a B name to Tom Bickmore? I'm going to go simple, and I'm just going to say Honey Bay. Like Salt Bay, but for honey. It's nice. It'll fit in his Discord. Maybe it's time for me to just go back to basics. Honey Bay. I love that. That's golden. You've walked away. You've flown away. You've buzzed off with a golden ticket of a B name there, Tom. Also, can you imagine the meme image of him just just... drizzling really thick honey down his arm and it taking forever? (laughs) And just landing on your P-Day or whatever that Greek pizza's called. (laughs) Greek pizza. Turkish is it? I don't know. I'm sure that's offensive. That must be offensive to conflate, isn't it? Put Greek pizza in your back pocket. That's a B name in future for sure. (laughs) Also, put Greek pizza in your back pocket because it's really nice and warm. It's like sitting on those seat warmers in a BMW. Finally, please give a B name to Debbie Duncan. Debbie Duncan? Debbie Duncan. That's already a better name than most B names. Yeah, especially dunking in some honey to see if she's a witch. Okay, there we go. <laughs> no, no, that was not it. That was just conversation. That dunk, wasn't a bee name. Dunk, <laughs> dunk her in some honey, in see some if she's a witch. Honey, see if she's a witch. If she loves the honey, she is a witch, and therefore she can live with us forever as happiness. I mean, that, but I'm not saying as that's part happiness. of the bee name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, as happiness. As, yeah, as happiness, that's how we live in the hive. <laughs> She she just gobbles up some honey. She doesn't have to die is what I'm saying. I'm not saying this is a the old school witch test. Basically, if you don't like the honey, we'll fuck you up. You're dead. You've drowned in the honey. It's fine. If you do like it, live with us in happiness. As happiness. As happiness. Is that what I said? Brilliant. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> that's what that's what tripped us well, up. Remembered. Yes. Yeah, you get dispersed into the honey and just become the concept of happiness in the hive. If you'd like your own bee name, or and and slash or yes. is that an XOR? Sorry. It's a NAND, I think. Just go with NAND. NAND access to the beehive. That's our Patreon exclusive Discord channel where we talk about all manner of goofy goofball stuff. <laughs> You'll love it. <laughs> You know what to do. Please go to patreon.com and help us out. Oh, it helps us out <laughs> so much. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 bye.